Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Welcome to Night After Night, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I am Lisa Fernandes and... I am Chris John Wardner. Hello. And we're doing the first episode of season three of Laverne Shirley. We've made it all the way to season three. Yay. This is Airport 59. Uh, directed by uh, Alan Rafkin, who will direct the entire season. Uh, pretty, pretty much, yeah. The entire season, except for two episodes. There's two episodes by Ray Duvall Jr., uh, but Alan handles this entire season uh, and would end up going on to direct two seasons of One Day at a Time after this. Oh, wow. And he won an Emmy for one of those episodes. Wow. That he did for One Day at a Time. Yeah. Nice. But he, this is a rare Vernon Shirley season where every single episode is directed by the same guy. So it'll be interesting to see if any consistency changes occur as we keep my eyes peeled we have two episodes that he didn't direct ray devall jr handled those but we'll get to them when we get to them uh chris thompson also wrote this episode and i bet that our chris has something to say about them well yes i do i have a little bit to say about this other chris that i'm going to bark at at some point during this episode (laughs) who's that other chris over there Um, i i do these things to try to make lisa laugh um okay but this is the first of eight episodes that chris thompson would do for the show before moving on to such series as bosom buddies and hard knocks uh while also having writing credits on jumping jack flash for penny marshall and uh Awesome detail that made me happy was he is also one of the creators and producers of Action with Jay Moore, which is one of my favorite shows about Hollywood. Oh. Um, so that uh, became kind of one of the things, be, kind of one of the last major projects he ended up working on. Um, but he also directed another later Laverne and Shirley episode called The Rock and Roll Show. Oh, so oh, God, I actually have a note here that show. says that's from season oh, eight, God. and I, I should insert oh, a... <laughs> Worst episode from season eight, if that makes you feel any better. (laughs) We got Um, way worse episodes, and they are not good. And with Alan Uh, Rafkin, I did want to point out that he did pass away in 2001, so much honor to you, Mr. Rafkin. Um, Good on you for doing so many episodes of the show. Um, He also worked on Blansky's Beauties, and as I was going through notes about people who worked on season three of the show, that's going to come up a lot. Blansky's Beauties. Lansky's Beauties was an experience. We cannot find the episode where Penny and um, Phil guest star as Laverne and Frank. There is a crossover episode that exists out there. And if you guys have a copy of it, uh, please forward it along because we want to see it. And it's another one of the lost treasures for the show. Um, I was going to say that um, Rafkin um, worked with Penny previously on the show Paul Sand and Friends and Lovers, hmm. uh, which was uh, a series she did just before this and just before Odd Couple, uh, where she plays the wife of the main character's brother. Uh, the series lasted only one season before it got canceled. And Paul Sand will surface in season seven. I think moving in. Yes, it is season seven moving. Uh, it's worth pointing out before we dig into the episode that there's only 
one major change between season three and season two of Laverne Shirley. Um, no major cast changes. Uh, no major upheavals when it comes to what's being written and who's being written, what's being written by who. Uh, the credits do change by the second episode of the series. Uh, we will probably get to that when we cover tag team wrestling. We've got a special mm. guest coming up for that, so we'll have to see how that runs for us. But uh, it's worthwhile to note that um, there are three shots, and for the first time, the boys actually get direct face time. We get to see them head-on versus being in silhouettes in the, in the snowball fight. Mm. This is like they, they finally get major close-ups. Rather, uh, than will, um, just, yeah. rather than just being those people who have bad snowball form. They have the high ground, boys. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> they don't <sighs> do logic. They just want to get their sweaters wet. It's the boys. Oh, boy. <laughs> they either want to get snow down their backs so or they want to get their clothing wet. That's how Which logic would operates. work better if you camped out on the steps and waited for them to... Why am I even thinking about it this way? No, 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 no. Stop it. <laughs> my, my bad. I shouldn't be trying to encourage them. Uh... <laughs> It could be worse. It could encourage worse characters on the show. Uh, here is what Airport 59 is about. Edna, Frank, Carmine, Lenny, and Squiggy gather at the Pizza Bowl to watch the Packers game, a game to which Laverne and Shirley have flown to attend, their wi- attend after winning a lottery at the brewery. The girls have gone in spite of Laverne's severe phobia of flying, which she apparently occur- uh, incurred because her Uncle Fungie used to throw her up in the air and then forget to catch her. Oh, God. Uh, when the girls appear in the middle of the game with a wild tale, everybody's skeptical. But they claim they battled fear of life and death itself to land an airplane when the pilot passed out on their charter flight. And a plane-phobic Laverne landed, landed all by herself. So what do you think of this one? Well, I just wanted to say good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> it's going to be... Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> um... This was a lot of laughs in this one. There's great character stuff here. Uh, there's great dialogue here. The uh, the the timing on some of the gags, especially there's some good wide shots, like the bit where, um, let's see, let me just find my note here. Yeah, when when Shirley is trying to you know get things sit down and saying, oh, it's Laverne, you can sit in the. Uh, you can sit it by the window seat, and she doesn't realize Laverne's taking the seat by the by the nun for good luck, and she sits down and honks the horn. Yeah. I mean, the timing yeah. of that gag is, and it's all. And my understand, if I recall, that is pretty much all in one shot, and and that's that's yeah. that's that's rhythm, man. That is rhythm. Oh yeah, uh, there's a lot of really great little comedy moments like that, like when Laverne starts to pray when the plane takes off, and she tells her to stop with that silly praying, mm. sit next to a nun, and she realizes what she said. I like praying good stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, my mom guffawed at the nun giving her a look. Ah, that was so good. That was good. Yeah. Um, but uh uh but yeah, there's there's so many good planning, you know, just even just like the line deliveries in some places, you know, just like it's uh you, you know, even at the beginning, you know, it's the um um there's that bit where they're saying it's like, you know, we almost had a, we were just this close to meeting the Grim Reaper, which also quick shout out. We get a squeaky Cheryl moment, which I love squeaky Cheryl moments <laughs> and mention the Grim like Reaper. Um, 
It's, and Lenny goes, you mean that fat guy at work that's always eating that labeling glue? And it's like, no, what, it, 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 the Grim Reaper, death himself. Have you ever smelled that glue? Or ever tasted that glue? I can't remember. I think it's taste that glue. Something like that. Because the boys uh, would, the boys would do the, the boys would shove out of their mouths. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. There's, there's, there's wonderful bits. I mean, and, and it's a, it's kind of cool that this is a, it's a joke on airport, and yet yes. it's also a few years before airplanes, before the Zaz did their yes. zero hour homage, which is, is, is pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, it manages to capture that moment in pop culture. Where people were still taking the airport series seriously. Right. Uh, this is right before uh, the Car- like Airport 77, right? I think Airport 77. Uh, let's see. Because, see, Airport uh, 75 is the one with Heston. I'm tr- I want to yes. say Airport 77 is the one. That's the Concord one, right? Yeah. Uh, no, well, let me, let me look that up. We're going to pause. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Concord, I can't remember which one is the Concord one, but yeah. No, no, no. 77. You are correct. That is the one yes. where they're. <laughs> they have to go in with the divers. The one with yes, uh, yes, Lemon, the plane Olivia de Havilland, and yeah. uh, oh god, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Chris, that's right. That's the one that's got Chris Lee in it. Because I knew Chris Lee was in yeah. one of them. I was confirming that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's the one where it officially becomes a joke. I mean, people were mean about the Karen Black movie that came before it, but this is where right. it just becomes a campy joke, and people can't take it seriously anymore. That's where uh, that happens. And then just, you know, the Concord happens. You get Charo and they just give up. They marked it as a comedy. They just yep. gave up and marked it as a comedy. The thrills are terrific and so are the laughs. <laughs> the marketing for that one. And uh, when, yeah, when you go as far as they did in that film, just kind of kind shrug and say, screw it. You're making a comedy now. Right. But yeah, that, this hits right before... National Zeitgeist started laughing at disaster films. Right. Uh, this is the, right before we started getting uh, sw- the swarm, and right before the second Poseidon adventure movie, and you know, everybody just gives up and starts laughing at it. So exactly. Yeah. This is. Uh, There's only really one thing I would change about this this episode. I would ha- be. Allowing somebody to believe the girls or them being able to prove that what happened happens. Yep. Because nobody believes them and everybody's rude about it and it's just it mean. It's almost mm-hmm. too mean. Because they never get a chance to fully redeem themselves and prove that, hey, yeah, we did this. We risked life and limb for this. We almost died. You save hmm. the day. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting thinking about that. I I because my notes on my second viewing, I did kind of like the fact that it was the bonding moment between the two that it becomes a stru- a story that's kind of their own. You know that they like the fact that they're like they're sort of because they feel left out, but they have each other to back each other up and say, you know, but it happened. We did that. And who cares, you know, sort of like, who cares yeah. if no one believes us? We know we did it. And, you know, the thank yous and, and then up to the heavens for one more thank you to, to you know, because I'm telling God. you, he's a heck of a co-pilot. Um, that was good. That, that was, was a good line. That's a great line. But, yeah, I, it, that was that was my take. But at the same time, I also I, I, it's it's a case of I'm of two minds. I agree and I disagree, but I also don't feel, I think, too yeah. strongly about it. 
But I also yeah. I agree with what you're saying that, you know, they yeah, especially with like Carmine gets so upset. Like, and I was like, who would ever believe a story like that? Not even the boys yeah. believe in them. Like the fact the yeah. boys don't believe them is kind of weird because they're so gullible. It's it's yeah. like yeah, they should they of all people should totally fall for it. Yeah. Although I do love that they were able to trick them into thinking that they it was trick photography. Um <laughs> no one stands. You know. Um and it's 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 like, you know, it's because <laughs> oh god the boys it's like i told you it's it's like we're not actually here we're there and uh it's oh god yeah but <laughs> the boys have a lot of really good moments in this episode uh like them running in because they think uh, they've been chased by dogs and they think squeaky's cozy beats uh, <laughs> i love that oh uh, yeah and, and squiggy kind of determinedly staring at the screen trying to find the girls even though they're behind them yeah. Even though they're in the restaurant, Lenny's already turned around and is already looking at them and realizing, oh, yeah, they're right in front of me. Uh, it's Squiggy's like trying to find them. They can hear me. <laughs> and then, they can hear me. They can hear me. Yeah, because I'm right here. Where? Yeah. Where? Where? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, until, he, until she honks that horn, he has no idea she's in the room. And that's, like, the most Squiggy thing I can think of because... <laughs> I wanted to note before we like dig deeper into what happens on the plane uh, that Enna and Frank are very clearly together here. He calls her his girlfriend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She starts fussing over him. Mm -hmm. uh, the fussing's, the fussing's adorable. Super cute. Yep. Can you get yep, your glass? Yep. My my my. So my dad didn't have to start wearing glasses until recently. My mom fusses yeah. over him and his glasses all the time. Aww, that's really. That's sweet. It's very. It's very sweet. But I love, I do love if, if Frank's line, honey, I need a girlfriend, not a mother. And it's like, yeah, I, I beg to differ on that one, buddy. You need a little, yeah, I know. Yeah. You need a little, yeah. little, little bit of both in your case, pal. Uh, and I love also on, on that opening scene, speaking of Edna, I love the, the face she gives to Squiggy. She's forever judging him for that sexist line. You know, women at a football game is unnatural. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally no reason for him to think that because, like, you know, you can't tell me he wouldn't try to pick up girls in a football game. Oh, he's totally the kind would. of guy who would try to pick up girls in a football game to be glad of yeah. Oh, yeah. It's natural yeah. to have girls near sports. But also, he knows uh, how good of an athlete Laverne is. That was, that's definitely going to come up later. That's mm. going to come over on season four, season five, where we get to see uh, a lot of stuff happening with the uh, Shots uh, company uh, baseball team. Mm. And he knows how good she is and how bad he is, so he should be quiet in a lot of ways. Mm. But um, uh, that's like future writer nonsense with the writers. Yeah. Had no book. Never had a book. Um, back to the flight itself. I loved how Shirley is always keeping like an eye out for Laverne, trying to make sure she's popping her ears and all that stuff. And then... Laverne swallows her gum. Yes. And she's again back up and she's so horrified by it. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it how. I got it. Yeah. Back, I got it. That's yeah. disgusting. This yep. trip is disgusting. Yeah, my my mother commented, <laughs> no, that's awesome. She got it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. She could have died. It could have gone to her lungs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's something really great about how they are a team. They're a team even in near death. Uh, even when I smile on Ralph, 
is lying there on the floor. And they have to take God on as their co-pilot and uh, get themselves through this. I think it's interesting that Shirley apparently uh, flew out to San Diego to see her father. When she was six. Yeah, when she was six. I was yeah. going to say, but at least, that's, at least that counts as some kind of contact between them. I bet you just dumped her in a motel. That oh, counts yeah. as something. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he got her to end up staying at the airport hotel and, you yeah. know, because it was a way to find it as a package deal. So it like, you know, saved as much money as possible. And then he used that as a way to put it like on some sort of credit that he then, you know, canceled somehow and was able to swindle his way out of ever having to pay him back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Jack. Uh... Yeah. But uh, yeah, but surely puffing herself up like that was was cute. Um, speaking was. speaking of the pilot, by the way, so most untrustworthy pilot I've seen in a show in a while. <laughs> when as soon as I saw him, I just was like, I, it's it's like I was waiting for the Aunt Gail. It's like my cat was right about you moments. <laughs> the fact that he actually just embarked on this charter flight without a co-pilot. Yep. Uh, and that's more like a private plane kind of thing from what I can remember. And it's never a good idea. No, 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 <laughs> it's no, no, no. Never no. a good idea. Nope, ever. nope, nope, nope. Yeah, the actor, by the way, was uh, Roy Stewart, um, oh. who uh, it, a lot of folks will know from Gomer Pyle as Corporal Boyle. Um, oh. He mostly did bit parts and guest spots to his name aside from that. And um, But uh, I also want to bring up that, just out of, out of for hilarity's sake, he has a cameo-scale role as a potential VP in Linda Loveless for President. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> everybody in, wasn't everybody in that movie... It feels like everybody was in that movie. Mickey Dolenz was in that movie. I mean, you know, the eggs that you and I were made of were probably in that movie. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That's probably true, at least in my case. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But back, back on track, though, yeah, Smiling Ralph was, was a blast of a character, you know, um... You know, and, and it's a bummer that he gets knocked out, but his physical timing, his gestures, and the fact he can stay in that those some of those stress positions on the chair, the way they sit him down, and he can hold it for that long is pretty funny. Yeah. And I, I did like that, you know, when he wakes up, it's they don't try to play it as like, you know, um, you know, it's like, what were you doing? You know, you could have gotten them killed. It's like, no, you did fine. You actually did really good because they got the plane close enough to landing that he was able to take it from there when he wakes up, which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I, so I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't trust that guy, though. No, no. I would not want him to fly me anywhere. Um, the way the girls team up here is great. Uh, the kiss is interesting in of itself. Right on the mouth. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. And then they never talk about it. At least, at least in the show. But it happens. And then them chanting their, um, their motto from the yearbook. Oh, as God, the, feelings. the plane starts to descend, yeah, the feelings are feeling so strong with this moment because this is their friendship. This is if they died, they wanted the words that they wrote to one another on their lips, and that is yep. lovely yep. in its own way. Yep. And that's why this show has a large gay following. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I shouldn't even laugh because it's true. This is why the show has a large gay following. But, yeah. Oh yeah, there was a lot. There's a strong lesbian following of Laverne and Shirley, uh, at least in the '70s, and the um, uh, and also into the '80s. Uh, it's kind of faded out of the culture in a lot of ways. The show's gotten like more obscure, and uh, ruins have become less prevalent. 
thought it was a big deal mm. for a while there. I bet. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But the, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know what else more I could say. I mean, I, I don't have as a, a predominantly straight dude, cishet dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much I can comment on it, but I, it was, it was cute. It was sweet. And I liked that they did, you know, I'm glad that it wasn't just shrugged off that there was that literal, like, we'll talk about that later moment, like an awareness yeah. of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, and 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 I love that Shirley just kind of cl- kind of is climbing into the seat now, as close to sh- as to, to Laverne as she can, and um, it's yeah. just it's yeah, it's just totally feeling, um, yeah. What is yeah. it? And no matter what, even if you splatter my body on the tarmac, you'll always be my best friend in the whole wide world. Yeah, it's like yeah, no. yeah, I know. Oh. Uh, it's impossible not to root for them in this episode. It's impossible it not to root for them. Yeah, this man. Yeah. I mean, even even when it's you know, I love the and the banter is so good between them with the back and forth, the back and forth, and that, yes. and especially the you know, go find a licensed pilot, a pilot, and don't let anyone panic. It's just sure, I'll go back and try to find a tactful way of letting know all these people that their lives don't mean a plum nickel. Oh, God, that a plum nickel. Oh boy, yeah. Um, there's a lot of like really good minor supporting bits here. Uh, the flight attendant's really funny. Uh, the nun's funny. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's a lot of good minor supporting work that helps make this one pop a little bit. Um, um, as well, there, there is another Marshall verse uh, person amongst yeah. that cast. Do you know which one? Oh. No, I do not actually. It's, it's the hype man, the whoa, 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 Packers guy is, uh, <laughs> is, is Ed Peck, uh, Ed Peck, who was on TV as far back as 1950. And had wow. tons of guest sponsors supporting roles to his name and got a couple of movie roles as well as like, he has a bit part in Bullet. But he was mostly known for being Officer Kirk, either as a cop or as an army officer, which I think I oh, vaguely remember. Oh, yeah. Officer Kirk from Happy Days. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, the flight attendants were great. You know, the VIP section line. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. The, the, Laverne, the Laverne could do a B-52 impression and it was known for being a good B-52. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Laverne. That's so embarrassing. I know. Yeah, uh, hey, she's a, she's a, prasti- a practiced raspberry. Raspberry? Raspberry. Raspberry. There you go. <laughs> um, so you'd, you'd figure she'd have, you know, the practice of blowing air through her, her lips in a, in a farty noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. Also, um, quick, quick, quick question. So, surely, with the dream about Fabian, not again, Fabian. I was going to mention that. I was literally about to mention that. Not again, Fabian. Not again. So, <laughs> she, she's is she dreaming of joining the Mile High Club, like multiple times? Uh, possibly, possibly. Um, it's also this is foreshadowing, by the way, Fabian. We'll be involved later in the season. This isn't a spoiler because Chris has already watched this episode. Um, I, I mean, I was going to pretend that I hadn't, but you know, don't, I, you don't have to pretend. We watched this in a <laughs> we watched a couple episodes in a block, and that was part of the block. So that's true. Like, that's, that, true. that's not that's a spoiler true. anyway. But Fabian <laughs> starts being mentioned more, and he does show up later in the season as Shirley's main squeeze, main crush, huge crush on him. And yeah, apparently she has naughty, naughty fantasies about him when she is asleep. So, which is a very more of a Laverne kind of thing for her to actually be doing that is kind of interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Well, she just has yeah. to be asleep to have her guard down, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good one. Sorry for stealing your thunder on that one. Yeah, um, it's okay. You know. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it is overall, it is a super cute episode. There, there are so many, um, there's, there's great dialogue. Um, you know, the, uh, there's great laughs. My mom loved this episode in particular. Um, it's definitely one of my, it's a really strong start to season three because you can just see like how they've, they're, they're tonally, it's trying to match season two, but they've sort of refined the comedy element a little bit. The timing's a little stronger. Dialogue's a little punchier. So it's good. Yeah, it's kind of getting tighter, comedically tighter. The dialogue and the physical comedy are starting to collide more. Everything's working pretty well. Everything's firing well, so it goes. Yeah. Uh, there, is, there is the one quick goof I want to mention, though, on that, on that note, because we're praising the tech of the show as well, is that uh, you can hear the production audio overlap with the ADR of the, the, the control tower guy on the radio. Um, huh. So you can, you can hear it overlap a little bit on a couple lines. Which is which is interesting. Like the sound editor was able to was trying to get it out of there, but he had some difficulty. With with, with we should notice uh, late seventies technology, which is hard enough. As yes. It was. Yes. Honestly, like I was going to close with one specific piece of dialogue that comes after the boys declare that they don't believe the girls. Uh, the squeak says he believes the girls like Jane Mansfield wants his body. <laughs> and, and, and Lenny goes, what would you want your body for? She's got a beautiful one herself. And it's just like, that's, yeah, that's fun, them dialogue. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. So. Yeah, that, I love that. Yeah, and it's, and it's so, I, that's where you also notice that, I, I'm noticing through the... Because Lenny gets to become the punchline guy, that the line is set up yeah. and he gives the punchline. Michael's getting really good at that by this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of uh, good comedic timing. Uh, the timing between the boys and the comedic timing is going to get more and more and more and more solid. More and more and more solid. Nice. We will get there. We're going to get It's going to get even better. We will get there. Cool. Happy to hear. Cool. So I guess, yeah, I guess it's time for us to rank it, huh? Yes, indeed. Do you want, do you want to go uh, first or shall I? I'll go first. Uh, this is about a solid, ooh, about seven or eight. That eight for me. This has got a lot of uh, memorable moments. A lot of people remember this episode when they think of Laverne Shirley. So it's not like top, top, top of, among diner, among like uh, stuff like... Uh, Say, uh, Lenny's Crush, which is the top IMDb episode, top two. What's in the top two? Uh, that and the Diner. Probably the most memorable episodes of the series for a lot of people. But it is pretty iconic in several ways. Uh, it's pretty well remembered for several reasons, and it's worth watching. So what that is, a nice, solid opening to the season. Uh, and fairly decent and fairly iconic. I wouldn't call it essential, but worth watching. What do you think? Nice. I would say I would say the same. Like it's a, yeah, yeah it was an eight for me for rank for sure, because it was it was very strong. Um, eight point five in some places, just in terms of like the timing and directing is really strong. 
but it's uh but yeah it's a case of where there's there's part of it's there's some weaknesses and and just the kind of the um not it's a thing where most of it works but it's it's also not working at like a high level but it's very sharp it's very you know and you also could see it's the it is a first episode of a new season kind of episode yeah. So yeah, not not necessarily essential, but one you shouldn't skip, and and one that there's a lot to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's pretty good. It's yeah, I think all we gotta say this week. Two. All right, and thank you again, everybody, for joining us tonight on Night After Night. About uh, about this time around, we're gonna start saying, you know, hey, if you want to stay in touch. Why don't you give us a drop us a line over Twitter? Follow us on Twitter at night f night pc, or maybe hit us up a message on Facebook at uh, night after night podcast or night after night pod on tumblr.com. And um, if you'd like to incentivize us to do more, we're now in season three now. So I mean, gosh, if you're if you're still with us by this point, I mean, hopefully you you want to and we have incentivized you to incentivize us to do more um, because you know we're enjoying the show for sure. And uh, if you'd like to hit us up with, uh, you know, some support, you can hit us up on Patreon and we'll be, uh, you know, the incentives mostly are for bonus episodes primarily right now and um, things of that nature. Anywho, I think that covers most of the social media stuff, but we'd love to hear from you. And if you would like to reach out a direct comment, you can uh, send it to nightafternightpod at gmail.com or, you know, put a comment on the YouTube version of this video. Anyways, um, so... I think that is all for now. So now that we're in season three, um, Lisa, my dear, my darling, what, what is what is next? Next, we're going to be introduced to the magical stylings of Terry Buttafuoco. Uh, this is tag team wrestling. It is about the girls trying to win a charity wrestling match and put on an exhibition boxing match to benefit uh, to benefit to the AAS child. And we're going to have a special guest join us. And Ooh, we'll see we how have a, we have a guest. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, we do, and we'll surprise you with her when we get there. Uh, it's called Tag Team Wrestling. It's a fun little episode, and I hope y'all enjoy sticking around for what and watching it. It's always good right. to us talk about it at least. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, everybody, and uh, I guess we'll see you next time. See you next time. Go Packers. Go back. Yeah, that's right. We didn't we didn't do a Packers. Packers won the Super Bowl. Packers! Honey, Packers won the Super Bowl. Woo! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bye, Misties. Bye, Misties. We love you.